Thank you, Chuck and Terry. I'd like to thank the Franciscos for doing Children's Church. It's actually my turn for Sunday of the month. And initially, I, I asked uh, Brother Brian, Brother Brian, Brother Justin Bloom, would you switch for me? Uh, you do my week, and I'll do your week. But his week is on the 19th, and we're not having Sunday night church, so that would have been terrible. <laughs> and he, he realized that right away. <laughs> but I appreciate the, the Franciscos feeling, uh, doing mine. I'll do it for them at the end of the month. And uh, we're glad you're here. T Joshua 24 is where we're going to be tonight. Joshua 24, our text verse is going to be a verse you've heard a number of times. We're going to emphasize a certain aspect of the verse, and the, 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 we'll read the verse and tell you what that aspect is. It's something that we do every single day, all the time. And, uh, and hope, just going to give you some principles about that tonight, and hopefully it'll be a help to y'all. Joshua 24, and in verse 15, says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm going to talk about choices and making choices tonight. And again, I hope it'll be help. Let's bow and have a word of prayer and uh, ask for the Lord's help. Father, we do need your help tonight. I need your help. Uh, Father, please help me communicate clearly. Father, we pray that the Spirit of God would work in each heart, including mine tonight, about the importance of uh, choices and making right choices. And uh, Father, the most important choice is to, to choose to serve you. And uh, again, we thank you for our time. We ask your blessing now. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We do make a lot of choices. You know, you, you chose to come to church tonight. You realize that? Nobody made you come. God didn't make you come. You chose to come. That was a choice. You chose the clothes you were going to wear. Right? Didn't you? Yeah, you make choices. And, and God created us that way with the ability, a free will, to make choices. You know, God chooses things, too. And we're created in God's image. And so God made us for the ability to choose. And uh, he, if you know Christ as your Savior, uh, it's because you chose to trust Christ. God did not make you trust Christ. Once you trust Christ, he does not make you serve him. You, you have to choose to do that. Am, am I wrong? This is true. If you look at the New Testament over and over again... The writers of the New Testament asked us to do things. Tell you to go and spread the gospel, to pray without ceasing. If we were going to do that automatically, they wouldn't have to ask you to do it. And God doesn't make you do it. You have to choose to do it. Now, we're going to talk about a broad aspect of choosing tonight as choosing the God you serve. But once you do that, then the choices that we face daily uh, become maybe easier for us to make. Uh, I always love Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they were in a situation. They said, hey, we're going to make a big statue, and if, if you don't bow down, we're going to throw you in a fiery furnace. I mean, they knew exactly what was going to happen. And what they did, 
which really helped them, they made a choice ahead of time. And when the king found out that they hadn't bowed down, I, I, he tried to give them a second chance. I, I'll give you a second chance. If you, uh, you can bow down, uh, if you don't bow down, you're going in the fiery furnace. And I love the phrase that they use, Daniel chapter 3. We're not careful to answer thee in this matter. In other words, we don't have to think about what we're going to do. We've already decided. We've already made the choice. And let me encourage you tonight. There's, so, uh, you know, there's a big choice that every Christian should make. I'm going to choose to serve the Lord with my life. And you can say that's a one-time decision, but there's decisions as Christians every day that we need to make. And it'll be a big help to you in your life if you make decisions ahead of time. When I was, uh, I, I trusted Christ in my Savior when I was eight years old, and I made a choice as a young man even then, you know, the choice I made was I'm never going to take a drop of alcohol. Not interested, not going to do it. I made that choice ahead of time. Came a time, a number of years later, I was a teenager. I was off at a camp place for 4-H, and some boy had snuck some, some uh, booze. You know what booze is, right? It's the devil in liquid form. That's what it is. And there's a bunch of boys in the room, and he pulls it out where he had it stashed, and uh, they, they were all drinking it, and they said, hey, you take a drink. And I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and, and, and there was a lot of pressure. And it was, nobody was around but these boys. You know, I could have taken a sip of it, but the reason there was no pressure is because I already decided ahead of time I wasn't going to do that as a Christian. And there's a lot of areas in our life that making choices ahead of time will really help you. Because when, when you get into pressure of a situation, and in a situation maybe you're tempted, if you already choose ahead of time, it makes it a lot easier to, to withstand that and do what you ought to do. Maybe there's a place that every time you go there, you get in trouble. You do something you shouldn't do, say something you shouldn't say. Well, make the choice ahead of time. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. And if the bus driver drops you off there, they say, hey, it's time to get off. Say, no, I'm not getting off because I can't go there. Make choices ahead of time and it really help you. Here Joshua was encouraging to make a choice. And in a broad sense, he said, hey, I, I want you to choose to serve me. And uh, it's, it's a very, very important uh, thing to think about and to understand. Uh, we need to make a choice. Who are we going to serve? And by the way, you can do that. You could be at some service and they have an invitation. You come forward. I want to dedicate my life to the Lord. I, I want to I'm, choose to serve the Lord. But that's a decision you should remind you about yourself every day. You know, I, I, I've chosen to serve the Lord. And, and a couple things about that I hope, again, will be a help to you tonight. Uh, but it's every day. You know, I, I'm choosing to serve the Lord today. I'm going to choose to do what's right today. And there'll be temptation not to do what's right. But hey, I've already made up my mind. I'm going to choose to do what I ought to do. A couple factors uh, to consider when we consider this verse. Again, uh, uh, Joshua says, choose you this day. They were, uh, had gone in uh, to the, the promised land and they were there. And Joshua says, hey, I, I just want to tell you something. You, you can serve these gods or you can serve the Lord. But for me and my house... We're choosing to serve the Lord. Now, here's some factors. Again, I hope these will be a help to you tonight. First factor to consider is this. What is the end of your choice? 
Now, look, look in, if you still got to open to Joshua there, he mentions three things. If you look in verse uh, 14, Joshua says, Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve the Lord. In verse 15, he says, Whether the gods which your father served which were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites, it's in the land you dwell. Look over in chapter 24. He, he, he says it again. This is like the fourth time he said it. And Joshua said in verse 2, 24 verse 2, And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, even Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nacor, and they served other gods. And um, look in... Well, let's just stop there. Uh, he talks about Egypt later on, but he repeats that. So here, here's, here's the factor. When you're making choices, especially at who you're going to serve, you need to look at what's at the end of the road or the end of the path. You know, Proverbs over and over again tells us uh, to walk on the right path. And I often talk about that uh, over the years when I speak, the right path, the right path to go in life. And... If this was the right way to go, and that aisle down there, all of you are in bad trouble over there. If you go down there, that's, a, that's a, the, the wrong road to go on. And you, you look at there's very few people on this, and there's a lot of people on that. And, and people are perplexed. Which path should I take? What choice should I make? Well, one thing that will really help you is look what's at the end of that path. How many don't ever think about what's at the end of the path? When I was a boy, I liked to walk over to my grandma's house. We all lived very close to each other. And as a boy, I, I always chose not to wear shoes. Of course, none of my, none of my cousins, they all, we never wore shoes. Our skin on the bottom of our feet were 15 feet th- thick. And I would not wear shoes, even though I knew if it was summer and I went on a certain strip of the road, it was probably, well... Over a little over a half mile to where her house was, there was going to be some white sand, not, not in the orange grove where there was shade, and it would be blistering hot. You could not, even with, if you had the toughest feet on the world, you cannot hardly stand walking on it. And I knew that was at the end of the path. I wouldn't wear shoes anyway. And, and it really looked silly trying to hop from one little patch of grass to the other uh, to get there. But I knew that was there. But I chose not to put on shoes to walk over there. And, and it, that sounds very simplistic, but so many times in life we choose to go where the crowd is headed or to what the world says is a, a great place. A lot of people seem like they're having a fun, but if we just look what's at the end of the path, it really makes the choice a lot simpler, doesn't it? But so many times we don't, hey, I, I don't got time for that. You ought to make time. Anything that has to do with, with spiritual things, and by the way, everything has to do with spiritual things. What's the end of the path? What's gonna, what, if I go in that direction, what, what's going to be? You know, if you go in the direction of the Lord, there's blessing, there's reward, there's honor from God, uh, and God will be pleased. If you go to the other place, it's a lot of fun. You get to the end. What's at the end of the, other, of the wrong path? Well, destruction, a disappointment, sorrow. And yet so many times we don't look at the end of the path. Uh, look at several of these people here. Uh, he says, uh, choose 
um, to serve the lords that were on the other side of the flood. Now, this is not talking about Noah's flood. It's talking about uh, actually the Euphrates River. And um, Abraham's father, Terah, lived over there on the other side of that river. And uh, from where he descended, one of the things that had happened after this time of Nimrod, there was a lot of stuff, stuff going on, gods that they worship, and it was called pantheism. Do you know what pantheism is? That's basically God's in that chair. God's in the tree. He's the tree. He's in there. And, uh, and believing things like that. Uh, we see a lot of that in our country, uh, environmental stuff. Now, God did give man dominion over the earth, and man ought to be wise. But you know what? People are worshiping nature. That's pantheism. And, and uh, that's not going to end up in a good place. It was one of the gods. Another one was this polytheism. You know what polytheism is? It's not some new polish you put on your car. It is multiple gods. There's all kinds of gods. A god of uh, this and a god of that. And, and, and isn't that what we face as people? A lot of things, people might not call it God, but that we worship. I worship the God of a fast car, the God of a boat, the, the God of money. How many understand what I'm saying? And, 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 and all those things, there's nothing wrong with having money, nothing wrong with having a boat. Well, probably some things wrong with having a boat. Uh, from what I understand, I've never owned a boat. Uh, but... Uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with having a nice car, nothing wrong with a lot of things. But if we're living life for those things and choose to live our life for those things, you know what's at the end of the path? They'll, they'll disappoint you. It won't give deliver what it says. And how foolish we are many times when we choose to serve the gods from the other side of the flood. Another group here was the gods of Egypt. He, he mentions that too. You can serve the Lord or you can serve the God of, e, uh, of Egypt. Now, what's interesting about that, remember when the children of Israel went into the wilderness, they, they got out there and they kept wanting to go back. Now, what's interesting about that to me is they just saw all those gods, and by the, all the ten plagues, you know the ten plagues? Each one of those plagues was basically something that they worshipped. And kind of finishing up with the firstborn, they, they worshipped that. And they worshipped the sun, they worshipped the Nile River, they worshipped frogs. All those were things that they worshipped that were gods to them, and God just basically destroyed them, right? And so they saw, well, you know, we could serve the God who defeated all the Egyptians' gods, or we could serve the gods of Egypt. Doesn't seem like a, 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 a hard decision, but they wanted to go back. Why did they want to go back? Well, they wanted to go back because of food. You know, they, they said, you know, we, there was plenty to eat in Egypt. We're starving out here in the wilderness. Yeah, you know, we want some of the vegetables and the bread and the, and the meat and all that kind of stuff. And essentially, they were choosing to serve the God of lust. They saw how all that God had done for them and how he provided for them, and they said, well, we're going to choose the gods of Egypt. Well, they should have saw where that was going to end up. God of Egypt's had no power. They are not gods. And uh, yet they chose him. Then he mentions the God of the Amorites. You could serve the Lord, or you could serve the God of the Amorites. And uh, what did the Amorites do? Well, what, you know, God said, when you go into the land, you should utterly destroy them. And you know why you should utterly destroy them? Because they, they killed their children. They sacrificed children. 
And yet, they were interested in that. Do we, do we see people sacrificing children today? That's what abortion is. It's killing uh, children. And uh, they'll make up all kinds of things that sound reasonable. If it's really not reasonable. You know, if you look at the end of choosing that path, that it doesn't look good for the United States, does it? God's going to judge the United States if they don't take a stand on that issue. Uh, it's, it's murder. And I'm not here to, to, to talk politically, but that's just what it is. And that's what the Amorites did. And yet, uh, somehow, some of the Israelites were convinced that, hey, maybe we ought to try what they do. They, they make everything. The reasons they do things sound reasonable. And, of course, the world's philosophy might sound reasonable, but it's not God's mind and what God wants. And so I would encourage you, as you go forward for life, as far as making choices, look at the end of the path. Now, the, the Israelites here, he said, are you, you going to worship those gods, those false gods that have no power, that are, are destroy people, or are you going to serve the Lord? And by the way, uh, we're not going to dwell a lot on that. We're, we're, I think it's obvious that the Lord, he is God, right? He's the one we should love and serve. And uh, he, he is love, and he is uh, grace, and he is mercy, and he is the great provider for us, and he is the creator. It makes sense to, to serve him, but we still have to choose to do that. Have you, have you made a choice to serve the Lord? Uh, God gives you that choice. What are you going to do? Now, back to uh, Joshua 24. We're going to start turning a few verses here. Uh, some other factors. There's four more I want to share with you. Uh, the first thing is this. When it comes to making a choice of what God you're going to serve, the first thing we need to understand is a personal choice. It is a personal choice. Um, if you look in verse uh, 15, it says, uh, and it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord. Choose you this day uh, whom ye will serve. So the choice was personal. Um, I can't choose for you. Do y'all understand that? When it comes to making that choice, you, your parents can't choose for you. If you're a young person here, or you, you still your parents are in your life, that's not your parents' choice, and it's not your friend's choice, and it's not the pastor's choice. You know, I wish I could choose that for you. I'd all make that choice and do it on a daily basis. I wish I could make you do that. I cannot. I mean, I could try to tell you, hey, you serve the Lord. But I, uh, you don't, it's still your choice. It's a personal choice. Uh, hold your place here in Joshua. Turn to, to look in Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. I hope I haven't put you to sleep yet. Uh, please bear with me. There's some good principles here and good truths from God's, God's word. Romans chapter 14. When it comes to serving the Lord, it is a personal thing. What maybe my parents do, what they did for the Lord, has no impact on me. I don't get any, if you want to call it credit for that. If my, I'm married, I have a sweet wife who does serve the Lord, I don't get any credit for my wife serving the Lord. She made that personal choice. My parents made that choice. 
And I have to make the choice. And if you look at it in verse 11, Romans 14, verse 11, for it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. Now notice verse 12. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. And so when it comes to serving the Lord, you have to personally make that choice. I can't make it for you. No one else can either. God doesn't make you make that choice. He leaves that choice to you. He gives you a, a, a will. What will you choose to do? But you have to do it. Look over in, uh, you got Romans, then 1 Corinthians. Look in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It is a personal choice. It is a personal choice. 2 Corinthians 5, in verse 10, says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now, bad there is not talking about sin. It's talking about value. And we're going to look at that in just a second. Um, it says, everyone's going to receive the thing done in... Brother, Brother Gilly's body. I'm going to get judged for what Brother Gilly did. Is that what it says? No, it's everything that what? I have done. The judgment seat of Christ. Every believer is going to be there. All of us. If you know Christ, you're not going to get out of it. Uh, uh, and everyone will see the things done in his body according that he hath done. To choose to serve the Lord is your personal choice. Look over in... Uh, you're still in uh, 2 Corinthians. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We want to notice something about that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. A couple things about that that's important. In uh, 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 11 talks about, For other foundation can no man lay that, and that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So if you, it's talking about, you know Christ, you have a foundation. Nothing's going to change that. Then it talks about if any man built upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. That goes back, remember I told you it talks about value, whether you've done good or bad. What kind of building materials are you building on this foundation? Are you using junk material or are you using material that has value? I always, I, I'll talk to young people about this and they'll say, which would you rather have? Uh, you know, uh, a pile of two by fours or 5,000 gold bars? And you always have a teenager, I'll take the wood. And they're really funny. I said, man, you're really funny. No, you wouldn't. You'd take the gold bars. If you had any sense, right? That's the gold bars. You can have them. And you would choose to do that. Well, what God is saying here, you need to choose what you're going to build on the foundation. You, could, you can choose to use poor building materials or you can choose to do what's right and have value. And by the way, if you look at it in verse 13, every man's work shall be made manifest. You know, your personal choice is going to be revealed at that time. And... Some, some people will be there. They're going to be in heaven because they trusted Christ. They're going to be there empty-handed. In fact, um, look at verse 14. If any man's work abide, which he had built thereupon, he will receive a what? Salvation? No, it says a reward. 
And if any man's uh, work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. Loss of his salvation? No, loss of reward. Why? Because he chose to use bad building materials. And that choice is up to you. It's up to each one of us. It's a personal choice. And um, it's very important. Now, turn back. I hope you hold a piece of paper there in Joshua. Turn back to Joshua. We need to move on here. We're really almost out of time. The, uh, the next thing that we need to consider, remember, got to consider the end of the path as we make choices. You need to realize it's a choice that we have to personally make. And, and here's the third thing. It's, it's a choice that needs to be made now. Uh, if you look in verse 15, it, it, it says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day. Choose you this day. It's a choice that needs to be made now. Uh, I think uh, a lot of us, and that would include me, are, how many are procrastinators? It's something we really don't want to do. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. And we'll get to it tomorrow. But Joshua says, you know, this choice of who you're going to serve needs to be made right now, today. Choose you this, this day. Uh, here's a couple of reasons you ought to do it. Number one, I, I may not have tomorrow. I may not have tomorrow. Um, James chapter 4, verse 14 says, Our life is like a vapor. It goes by really fast. And I know a lot of believers, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, I know I need to do this for the Lord. I'll get to it tomorrow. And, and, and uh, Joshua says, and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, choose you this day. It's nothing to put off till tomorrow. We need to do it today. I always love in the book of Exodus when um, Moses came and said, Pharaoh, let the people go, and he won't let them go. And he, and he says, we're going to plague you. And one of the plagues were frogs, and, and uh, they, they were just everywhere. I mean, it, was, it would be terrible. I, I usually sometimes, if I talk about that, passage, I give a, a tremendous description of how gross and nasty it would be. And I always finish up with, you, you finally get, try to get away from them all, and you go hide in your bedroom, and you fall asleep, and then your mouth falls open, and then the frog hops in. That would be the last thing after you squished them. And it was just terrible. And so Pharaoh says, um, hey, uh, I'll let you go. Just get rid of this fro the frogs. And so Moses said, glory over me. When do you want him to go? And he said, tomorrow. Just give me another night with the frogs. And so many times we do that as believers. We, you know, I know it's better. I know if I choose to do this or choose to do these things for the Lord. And uh, I know that's what he, want, uh, you know, he wants. But I'll get to it tomorrow. And just give me another night with the frogs. And it's, uh, it's a sad commentary. You know, the, the world needs us right now. Didn't Jesus say in John chapter 4, the harvest is white and ready to harvest? And, it, you know, it's like, well, I, I just, I'll let it go. I, I, uh, my wife, bless her heart, she started this garden stuff. She's the garden queen. She can, she's growing all kinds of stuff, trying to get me to eat things I don't want to eat, some of the things she's growing. Uh, it's not my favorite thing. But she's doing a good job with it. But, you know, you got it. When the stuff gets ready to harvest, you got to go pick it. If you leave it hanging there too long, something gets it. 
and nibbles on it, bugs or birds or something. I don't know what it is. Uh, and you need to pick it now. You know, there's people that need help right now. Do you know that? People need the gospel today. Yeah. You know, big thing right now is the big people are getting shot and a terrible, tragic school shooting. Uh, you know, those kids needed the gospel before they went to school that day. I wonder if they had heard it. And people need us today, not, not tomorrow, not next week, not later on, but today. And by the way, sometimes it's not natural for us to do some of the things God wants us to do. Because maybe our personalities sometimes, I'm not good at talking to people. I'd just rather go hide in the corner. Uh, but people need the Lord today. And so uh, we ought to consider it. It's a choice that needs to be made now. Let me say one more thing about it. Is uh, If the, the, the right choice, choice is for me it, tomorrow, it's the right choice today. Well, I know I need to get to it, and I will. And that would be right for me to do. Well, if it's right to do tomorrow, it's right to do today. It doesn't suddenly, it's not right now, but it'll be right in a few weeks or in a few years. It's right today. And by the way, it's never too late to do something for the Lord. Some of you know, I'm senior adult. You know, I, don't ha- I don't have much more to go. Choose to stay to serve the Lord. It's never too late. It's never a wrong time. Uh, a choice that needs to be made today. Look in, again, Joshua 24. Here's the fourth thing we need to consider. Whatever I decide, I've made a choice. Uh, In Joshua 24 and verse 15, he basically says, choose whom ye will. He's telling, choose who you will. God or these other gods, these false gods that won't deliver on what they promise. But um, you need to make a choice. And by the way, there are only two choices, right? In Exodus 32 uh, and verse 26, when the children of Israel uh, had done some things wrong and God was about to judge them, uh, 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 the tribe of Levi, they people went out and said, choose uh, who, whose side are you on, basically is what they said. Whose side are you on? There's not like one side and then another one and another one. It's either choose the Lord or what? Not choose the Lord. And we need to consider that. Um, there's only two choices. How many have heard this little poem? There are just two choices on the cell, shelf. Pleasing God and pleasing self. If self you choose, you will lose. If God's your choice, you will rejoice. And that's a true little poem. You ought to teach it to your kids. There's just two choices. I'm going to choose to do what's right or I'm not. I'm going to choose to do what's right, or uh, maybe uh, later on I'll do that, and I'll, I'll do something else for right now. There's only two choices, and here's the, here's the thing that really fouls people up. You can't choose both. Doesn't the Bible say that? Doesn't it say a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways? You can't serve God and mammon? That's impossible. And yet that's what we do a lot of times. Well, you know that path that... A lot of people going on. There's a lot. That's a lot of fun over there. I I, I can do that, but also I'm going to serve. The, I'm going to choose to serve the Lord. And God says that's not going to work. So, by the way, whatever you decide, you've made a choice. If you if your decision is well, I'm not going to choose either. I'm going to wait. You've made a choice, haven't you? Chose to do nothing. And so, uh, 
that's an important thing to consider. Now, one last thing, and then we'll give you a practical steps, and then we'll be done tonight. We need to realize that our choice will affect others. We'll have an impact on others. Joshua said, as for me and my house, he realized that his choice of God was going to impact the people in his house, his family. And whatever we choose will have an impact on others. You know, wouldn't it be great that there are people in heaven because of your choice? It, 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 that'd be tremendous. I, you know, hope some of you, I don't know, I know all of you cannot do that, but if you choose to work in vacation Bible school, let, let me give you a hint about that too. Uh, you, you just go ahead and choose. I, this is going to be great. Not, oh no, this is a lot of work. Oh no, there's, the kids are rambunctious. Oh no, I get really tired. Just say, I'm going to choose to go and help and, and pray and, and get young people to hear the gospel. Wouldn't that be a great, great thing? By the way, that's good building material there. And will you make that choice that I'm going to be involved in getting people to Christ, talking to them myself, giving out tracts, uh, just working so people can teach a lesson and give the gospel, whatever it is, uh, that's a great choice, and it will have, people will be in heaven because of your choice. People's life will be changed because of your choice. You know, your life's going to be changed based on the choices you make, but uh, let me tell you, you, you make the right choices, it will have an impact on people. Just the things that you may choose to do, what you may do in your home. This is what you're going to do in my home. That will have an impact on your, your family. Your children, you say, well, my children are grown and old. Say, hey, I, I'm making this choice. And it'll still have an impact on them, even if they're not home anymore. And, and when we choose to, uh, God, and, uh, it, it will have an impact. People's lives will be changed because of your choices. You make poor choices, people's lives are going to be changed too. They're going to look at you and be very disappointed. You know, somebody that was a Christian and they made a poor choice and how discouraging that was. And um, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't have ever made all the right choices, but I, I sure hate to have somebody give up on serving the Lord or become discouraged because of bad choices that I made. So choose you this day whom you're going to serve. It's, you ought to consider what's at the end of the path. You ought to, Realize it's a, 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 you have to do it. I can't do it for you. You need to realize that it needs to be made now. And it's simple because there's only two choices. And whatever you choose to do, it's going to impact others. Now, uh, Joshua 24 had a lot more things that I was going to turn to, but we're just going to uh, wrap up with this right here. The question is, okay, I need to make choices. Why, why do I do that? How do I do that? What can I do to do that? Well, look in Joshua 24. Look in verse 14. It tells us two things that we should do. It would be a help. Verse 14, Joshua 24, 14 says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. So two things to do here. First, he tells us to fear the Lord. To fear the Lord. Now, the basic definition of fear the Lord is, the first part of it is reverential trust. 
reverential trust. We have reverence for God, but we trust him. We trust him. And that's a big key. Will you trust God? Remember, we're talking about taking the path and going on the right path. And, and, and we, we look and see what the Bible says. And we look at what's happened in people's lives. And we see the end of the path. And you go, well, God says, if I go on this, the right path, at the end, I'll be very glad I did. Well, I believe that and trust that God will get me through life till the time I, I'm standing there before him. Will I trust God to do that? Will I believe what God says about what happens if they go down the wrong path and what's going to be the end of that path? Will I believe that? Will I trust God that that's really what's going to happen? And it really comes down to the issue of trust. Will you trust God? And that will help you. Second thing he says to do besides have reverence. Oh, by the way, fear the Lord is a reverential trust with a hatred for evil. A hatred for evil. And, you know, again, that's if, if people are honest and look at what does evil do? Well, evil never has a good ending, does it? And we, we, we say, I hate that because what it does to people, what it does to me. If I make a bad choice, an evil choice, it, the outcome isn't good for me, right? And so uh, fear the Lord means reverential trust with the hatred of evil. But the second thing we ought to do, notice he says again, verse 14, serve him in sincerity and in truth. The word sincerity there has the idea of completely or entirely. And again, uh, if you think about it, you can't do both. Remember we just say that? You can't serve God and mammon. You can't go down the right path and the wrong path. Try to do both. You need to take the right path and serve him completely with every area of our lives. You know, a lot of, a lot of Christians will choose to serve the Lord uh, unless it's something they don't want to give up that's maybe not something they should do. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll choose to serve the Lord here, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but don't ask me about that. No, God wants us to serve him completely, entirely. So that's serving with sincerity, not trying to be kind of a, a double-minded man. Then he says, serve with sincerity in truth. You know, what, whatever the Bible says, that's what I'm going to do. It's not about what I want to do. It's what God says to do in his word. You know, again, that really hinders a lot of people in making the choice to, to serve the Lord. Because, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of serving the Lord, except I don't want to do all of that. <laughs> I mean, I'll do, I like to do three-fourths of that. But serve him in sincerity and in truth. Whatever the Bible says, I'm going to obey it. And that'll be a big help to you. So what should you do? Fear the Lord. Serve him completely, entirely, and obey what the Bible says. Well, that sounds sort of simple, doesn't it? Well, you've got to make a choice to do that. No, God is not going to make you do that. I, again, I'm not, I can't make you do that. Uh, nobody else can do that for you. It's to church, uh, choose to serve the Lord. Now, again, some of you, a lot of you here probably have made a choice. I'm going to serve the Lord with my life. But, you know, there's choices we need to make every day the same way. Well, who am I going to serve? What is right to do? You've got to make a choice to do that. If you do it ahead of time, it's a lot easier than when the, the pressure's on, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That was a lot of pressure, wasn't it? You're going to get burnt to a crisp. Burnt to a crisp. Yeah, that just reminds me. I, I, I don't, I've been kind of somber here tonight. We used to uh, have a gentleman in the church 
that always would interrupt the morning service with a prayer request. Just kind of yell out a prayer request. And he, he yelled out a prayer request one day. This, this is a true story. And he, uh, he yelled out the prayer request. He says, Pastor. Yes. I'll say his name. I, y'all, y'all don't know him. Brother Joe. He's, what, what is it? I want you to pray for my nephew. He was in a fire. That's all he said. So how do you pray? You don't, that's not much information. So pa- a pastor asked him, uh, well, how, how is he? And the, this is what the guy said. He was burnt to a crisp. And <laughs> he wasn't being cruel. This is just the way this guy was. But I had never seen so many people want to laugh that, that was improper laugh. I saw at least three or four wives elbowing their husband. Please do not laugh about that. That he's got burnt to a crisp. Uh, by the way, can you? Is it too late to pray for somebody once they're dead? Well, certainly it is. A lot of people think you can. Who do you pray for when someone dies? Pray for their family, right? Uh, it's too late to pray for them. They're either in heaven or hell. And uh, these guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, would have been burnt to a crisp. But you know, there was no pressure. Hey, I, we don't have to think about what we're going to say. We've already made a choice. What do you need to make a choice about tonight? Has there been a time as, as your life as a whole, Lord, I'm going to choose to serve you with my life? And I don't mean you're going to uh, go, you know, go into the pastorate or being a Christian school teacher or anything like that, full-time Christian service, but it means that wherever God has you, you're going to serve him. And I hope you have made that decision. You're not, you need to. And the, 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 you know, the time is now. Don't keep putting that off. But you know, each one of us, if you know Christ, probably there's things that, that we're confronted with every day. We need to make choice. Who am I going to serve? What choice am I going to make? And I, I tell you, that if you'll just look at the end of the path, it'll really be a big help to you. You know, I think I'm going to choose to serve the Lord. I'm going to choose to do what's right in this particular area of my life because if I don't, the end of my path is not a good place. It's not a good place. So what is it for you tonight? Choose you when this day to serve the Lord. And I encourage you to make good choices. You say, I, I don't always know what to do. That's why we have the Bible. That's a good choice, by the way. I'm going to choose to look at my Bible, see what it says. And, uh, and that'll be a big help to you. Let's have our heads bowed and eyes closed. We're past time. I'm sorry. Went a little long today. Uh, I basically chose to go over all my notes. But how, how, how about you? Is there, is there certain things you need to make choices about in your life? Maybe it's about who your friends are, where you go. Or maybe even you, you're here tonight and you've never really said, Lord, I, 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 whatever you have for me, that's what I want to do. I'm, I'm, I want to choose to give my life to you. If you've never done that, I, I encourage you to do it. Uh, if you're here and you don't know for sure if heaven's your home, uh, you got to make a choice too. What are you going to trust to get you to heaven? What are you going to trust for your sins that they would be forgiven? Sadly, people choose the wrong thing. They kind of look at the world's idea of, well, if I, I just need to be good. I just need to go to church. And going, being good, going to church is good, but it, it won't get you to heaven. Jesus came to do for us what we could not do by ourselves. 
We, we can't be good enough. We can't give enough. We can't uh, uh, go to church enough. We can't be kind to people enough because we're sinners. And uh, kindness and goodness and good intentions don't pay for sin. That's why Jesus came, to pay for our sins. And he did. He died on the cross and shed his blood, paid for all of our sins. And, and he says, I'll give you eternal life if you'll just choose to believe in me. To put your trust in me. And if you've never done that, I encourage you to make that choice. That's the best choice, the best decision anybody can make. Why is that the best decision? Because based on that choice, what the, as the, at the end of the path, if you were to die without Christ, you'll, you would be in hell forever. But if you choose to trust Christ, that one day when you take your last breath, the next instant you're going to be in heaven with God. And so I encourage you, if you never trusted Christ, to, to choose to do that tonight. If you have trusted Christ again, choose you this day whom you'll serve. And uh, I encourage you to do so. Father, um, you're such a good God, such a loving, wonderful God to us. When, and Father, so many times we make poor choices, not considering the end. Not to, uh, Sometimes, Father, we just because it's something that's difficult or hard, we put that off and uh, kind of kick that down the road. But Father, help us realize that uh, we need to choose to serve you today. And the Father, that we realize too that we're the only ones that can do that. Nobody can do that for us. The so Lord, uh, help us see the good sense and to, to use good building materials and build on that uh, foundation of Christ uh, so that you'll be well pleased. And we will be very pleased when we get to the end of our, our time here on this earth. Uh, Father, thank you for each one that's come out tonight. Bless them, give them safety as they travel home. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.